Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my beautiful co-host Mozzie. How are you doing, Mozzie? Oh, beautiful. Thank you. I'm, I'm doing use a, great. I'm gonna use a different adjective each week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'll have to get. I'll have to get more creative. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll make this a thing. We'll make this a thing. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, let's make this a thing. You complimented me every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have one too next week. You sexy motherfucker. Hey, but hey, you anyway, can never go wrong with that, right? I don't think so. One are, yes. one are times to not call someone a sexy motherfucker, um, in traffic court. Uh, no, you know, I I think if oh, listen, you called the judge listen, that. Listen, like you're going to the cop, like I, you sexy motherfucker, you pulled me over, but you know, <laughs> my heart was racing and I was speeding. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was speeding. I'm going to be fully compliant. Well, thank you. No, thank you, you sexy motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. But, um. This is all very plausible, of course. Exactly. But, anyway, week one is in the books. Um, week one was pretty sexy. Um, it was. I thought it was. Lots of, lots of big plays. So many big, big plays. Um, big plays. Yeah, lots of big plays. And, um,. Speaking of big plays, um, Tyreek Hill is injured. Um, he broke his, not quite his collarbone, basically it was like the clavicle, I mean look at the, there's there's a lot of big words with it. He, he hurt his chest, put oh. simply, but it's his right sternoclavicular joint. It is dislocated. Oh, okay. So, it's the end of the collarbone closest to your breastbone, and it got um, like pushed outwards like in towards the chest cavity and so he had to get rushed to the hospital because like there's a lot of blood vessels under there so they have to make sure like, right. nothing gets punctured or broken or anything severed like yeah Oof, that's terrifying sounds yeah. like he's all good yeah so he's gonna miss like four to six weeks probably more i mean i don't know when their buy is but he's out he's out for a, a fair amount of time um yeah it sucks but you can hold him in ir hopefully mm-hmm if your league has that, which it should. Yeah, most. Yeah, I think having the higher spot, at least one, is important. Um, and then Mahomes, he had that left ankle sprain. He came back and played. It's probably gonna be fine. I assume he'll play. So he's probably all good. I imagine he'll be like a little limited. A lot of these guys who have like minor things, they're usually like limited to start the week, and then like they'll get like a full or mostly like full practice in on Thursday, and then chill. Yeah, he'll just take it easy mm-hmm. for a couple days. Yep. And then um, Darius Geis hurt his right knee. Um, uh, the most recent thing is that it was like meniscus meniscus related. Um, they're hoping it's just like a couple week thing. Hopefully, he doesn't need like surgery. But uh, he's not playing week two. I know nope. right he's doubtful, but he's not playing week two. I assume he's not. And we'll get. I assume we'll get more more, more reports soon on how long that's gonna go. Poor um, bastard. Yeah, that sucks for him, dude. He gets hurt a lot. He hasn't really played yet, has he? Any no, game? not really. He played a smidgen. Smidgen. Uh, so big bummer there. Um, I guess with him, Adrian Peterson is the guy now. He um, should be. Yeah, I guess more Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson had a good game. I'd be into him, especially PPR. Oh, I'm into him. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, yeah, with Hill, obviously, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> obviously, with Hill, Sammy Watkins is the guy now. Um, but if you have to pick a secondary guy between, like, 
Kelsey. I mean, like I meant like the uh, the uh, receivers as far as like okay. um, Demarcus. <laughs> Sorry, I pause. It's a bad time to pause. Demarcus, M- like Miko, pretty much of those two. Who do you like? Between Demarcus or Miko? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, are we gonna see Miko? I'm not sure. That's the thing. It's like someone's gonna step in at some point and make big plays. I just like I'm not sure like who because Demarcus has more at least more rapport with. Mahomes, but thing is, okay. Before we like when we thought Tyreek Hill was gonna be, you know, gonzo for good. So um, everyone was like, had big boners for Michael Hardman, hard on right. Hardman. There we go. That took me a second to get there, but I got there. Um, Boom. So I mean, do you think like one of them gets in? Do you think it's neither of them? Is it just like more for the running backs? Like, how to see that plan out? I hope we see me, Cole. I think that's, like, hopefully the guy they got to replace Hill mm-hmm. in the event that he wasn't with the team, and then he was, but now he's hurt. So I feel like he was a good insurance policy for that. So I'm I'm hoping it translates over for yeah. him. I I think me, Cole, is worth, like, a pickup for this week, and, like, you'll know quickly if he is something or not while Hill is out. Yeah, exactly. Because they're going to try to keep things vertical. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Sammy Watkins is a top 10 guy while Hill is out. That's my take. For sure, yeah. I think Mm -hmm. Sammy Watkins you can plug in. And then, I I mean, I think Kelsey is also going to have a pretty fucking good game. Yeah, they both should just be like monsters while, like the actual monsters while Hill is out. Yeah, and then they they also have McCoy and... uh, Williams, they could sort of divvy up a few more targets each. Mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned about the offense as a whole by any means. No, <laughs> not at all. But um, moving on, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, he apparently hurt his toe at, near the end of the last game against the Patriots, speaking of concerns about teams. Um, so he's apparently going to be fine at negative x-ray, so I expect him to play maybe a little bit of limit practice, but should be good to go. Uh, Foles is out a while. Uh, we saw Uncle Rico, a.k.a. Gardner Minshew, come in <laughs> and uh, play well, but it was against the Chiefs, so, yeah. It was against the Chiefs. Their defense is... Uh, well, yeah, you, you were saying there was wet garbage for bad defense. It would yeah, be better because you just garbage. tear through it. <laughs> it was sweaty garbage, I think, more specifically. <laughs> yeah, it's a clavicle for Foles fractured. Yeah, the... Big old collarbone bummer. So most broken bone. Mm-hmm. The whole like what is it like? It doesn't like take like five pounds of pressure to break it or something. Is that it? Something like that. That's what I always heard. I don't know if that's exact, but it doesn't take much to break it. It's kind of wild <laughs> how fragile we are, yeah, especially like yeah. in a very like dangerous area. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You'd think we'd have a little more structure there, but no. It's like you think the off button would be harder to hit. <laughs> sternum is nice and solid, though. Mm-hmm. Good old sternum. Yep. I mean, just the name. It's stern. Stern is in the name. Exactly. So no. mm-hmm. it announces itself. You know, it would be really like it would be a bummer. But if Sternberger heard sternum, that would just be <laughs> like if there was uh, one way that one player had to get injured, that would I guess you know they had to pick. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Foles is going to be on IR and out till at least week eleven. Um, Mixon hurt his ankle or foot or something like that. Um, but his MRI 
So I think angle sprain, but yeah, his MRI was all good. And there's a chance he plays week two. Um, this is like, this one's super up in the air, so keep an eye on this because if he plays, he I think he has a good matchup because we saw um, Ronald Jones look good against them. Yeah, for sure. And Mixon is better than Ronald Jones. Um, I also think, I would I could argue probably well that Gio is better than Ronald Jones too. So like if Gio um, is the guy and Mixon's out for just one week, like every time Giovanni Bernard is the guy and Mixon is out, he has been good. So yeah, for sure. I do like the Bengals' chances a little bit better if they have Mixon. Mm-hmm. But um, I can pull it. Like, Gio's pretty good. Yeah, and Mixon was like the bell cow for the time he was in before he got hurt. Like he was getting mad touches. So. They targeted him three times, and he got uh, six carries in a short amount of time. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Geo's a good receiver too. So he's definitely worth using if he's the starter. Um, then moving on to another hurt running back, we have Tevin Coleman. He uh, it's like a high ankle sprain, so he's out for a few weeks. Um, right. They have a, they have a really early buy, a week four buy. Week four buy is just dumb. That's a different topic, but it really is. So good God. So anyway, his earliest returns probably week five. He might be another week or two after that, but he's going to be out for a bit. So good thing I've got an IR slot because I have him in a little too many, a few too many spots. I think. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, though, um, Burita's the the guy there, but he <coughs> uh, he's also kind of not the most durable historically. I'm not to like not to put injury prone on someone that's you know a whole debate, but you know he's the guy until he's not the guy, and there's. Raheem Mostert, a.k.a. Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Mm. But oh, There's the hot take sirens. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good offense for running backs, and the matchup is good this week after we saw what Carson did to the Bengals. So, yeah, I'm on board with whoever's starting there. Um, see, we have Baker Mayfield um, with a wrist injury. The plan is he should be fine. X-rays were negative, and he's planning to play this week. So just keep an eye on that because – He's a quarterback, and he has to throw, so if his wrist doesn't work. Wrists are important. Yeah, because like, I'm, I'm big on Odell this week, but if Baker can't throw, that's going to you know change it. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Williams, um, there's not a whole lot on this one yet that I've seen. He had a right knee injury. Um, he came out of the game for it and didn't come back in the overtime game, so obviously it was enough to you know matter. Um, so if he is out, that's a big hunter henry boost that's the main thing i'm gonna get from it i don't don't think it's gonna matter much for keenan allen getting targeted or not i mean maybe fuddles more towards him but no i think you're right in that regard hunter henry looks like he would be the guy yeah they're the two competing most Mm -hmm. and um didn't they sign dontrell edmund though again i think they did but i don't think he was very Good. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was like before the season. I was like, or sorry, before or after the game. But he's he's kind of it was extra. before. It was before. Okay, got it. Got it. Couldn't remember. But um, yeah, he could be just annoying enough to get in the way of some of those extra targets for Henry. But um, yeah, if, if Williams doesn't play, which I said I've got nothing on him yet, really. So we'll see on that. Um, and then our guy Devin Funches is uh, hurt pretty badly. Fun. fun. Yeah, he's going on IR, so his earliest returns week eleven. With a collarbone, right? Um, Shoulder. Yeah, collarbone fractured it. Rip. Mm. Yeah, apparently after the game they tweeted out that Funchess um like 
couldn't really use his left arm at all after the game. So it's a big bummer. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Must have mm. impinged a nerve or something. Yeah, it's no good. Yikes. But, um... Yeah, so hopefully he recovers all the... Uh, a lot of collarbones this week. Yeah, man. It's not fun fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think but it's yeah. a result of people hitting higher to avoid knees and not head? So they have yeah. to hit him, like, in the collarbone. <laughs> Basically, they have to but hit him in honestly, the chest. Honestly, like, that makes sense in a, in, in a way, just because... If you can't hit their head and they're getting better at not hitting heads, then what's right below it, like fucking your collarbones. So. Right. I mean, that's a good thought, actually. I don't know. It's also like when you land on the ground and you land in a very awkward way where like your shoulder and your head are kind of split apart on the ground, that really just puts a lot of pressure on it. And yeah. A lot of times it's the ground and the player in conjunction that ends up breaking it, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the defensive side, um, the Raiders lost both Gary and Conley and Jonathan Abram. Abram's out for this season, I'm pretty sure. Conley looked like he's going to be out for a while because he got stretchered off. So, Damn. And then were there other defensive injuries I didn't see? Because the stuff I'm looking at doesn't show it as prominently. But see. Um, oh, yeah, I, got, I got some stuff. So Malik Jackson for Philly. Um, defensive lineman, he's out for week two is the game plan. That's right. Yeah, I saw him earlier. It's like a multiple week thing. Um, let me like a look here through the other defensive guys. Um, and Noon was done for the. For the oh yeah, season. that was like right yeah. when he got on. Yeah, Noon hurt his neck. That sucks for him. He's had a lot of neck issues. Yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's a big bummer there. Um, also for Minnesota, Mackenzie Alexander. Um, is out for week two and some more weeks. Um, he's a defensive back from Minnesota. He dislocated his elbow, so not good. Eeks. Mm-hmm. That sounds really painful. Yeah. <laughs> your, your hand just, like, is upside down. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, some other past injuries of offensive guys we need to keep an eye on. Tight ends, we've got uh, Burton and Jordan Reed, kind of both questionable for week two. Reed's in concussion protocol for the seventh or eighth time in his career. Mm-hmm. And then Trey Burton's still recovering from the that ab muscle repair, like hernia repair surgery. Oh, Jimmy Smith had a right knee injury. Hmm. Didn't see that. And then uh, you saw Eric Weddle. What happened to him? He just cut his head on the side of his yeah, head. Yeah, I think he'll probably be fine. Yeah, it's like he's probable. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Smith right now is doubtful for week two because he had an MCL sprain on his right knee. Oh, that'll come into play later. Yeah, because we were, we, were, we were talking about just the bad matchups for Arizona, but um. Oh, one of the there was a center that got hurt, Pouncey, Marquise Pouncey. Hmm. Let's see, um, I'm looking, but um, I, I'll trust you on that. Um, okay, yeah, there it is Marquise Pouncey, questionable week two, and oh yeah, Chris Lindstrom for the Falcons. He is out for a while. He's gonna get put on IR or is put oh, on IR. Shit. That sucks. Um, Gabe Jackson still out for Oakland. Let's see, um, Marcus Gilbert for the Cardinals is going to be out for week two, and Cam Robbins is uh, doubtful for week two for the Jags. So, and then Kendall Lamb is also doubtful for the um, Cleveland Browns. So, gotta wash it on these linemen. Once, once enough <laughs> go down, you turn it into the to Washington. So, <clears throat> yeah, and the Browns they didn't they have their guy ejected. 
their tackle. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! If so, I didn't see that. But if so, that's so funny. Um, and then see Dante Pettis um, was apparently limited by a growing thing that they didn't list on the injury report, but then they said that's part of why he didn't. He only get like two snaps or something. I don't know. It's a combination of maybe some doghouse and an injury that they didn't report right. I don't know. I feel like Shanahan might yeah. get for that. There's something not being said. Yeah. Because I don't believe Pettis was on the injury report. And then like the final injury report. Yeah, he wasn't. And then Shanahan came out and said it was somewhat groin related. So clearly he's a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Except for his injury. Yeah, so... <laughs> They should really find them for that one. Um, it's kind of dumb. See, then yeah, he also might be in the doghouse. Um, AJ Green still kind of on track to come back, you know, after the first quarter of the season, probably you know after week four. But mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. He's still, I think he's still in a walking boot, so looking less optimistic. He just needs some time. Yeah, and then um, Robbie played last week. Just keep up with him, just because he's fancy relevant. Um, he. He didn't get much going last week, but I think we kind of predicted that. But I, I assume yeah. he's going to continue to be fine. But keep an eye on him because speed guys, you got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, um, you've probably been waiting for this one. Other news, Antonio Brown. Um, uh, this guy. Uh, yeah. He's been accused of sexual assault. So... The NFL's investigating. It's not a good situation. So as once we know more, we'll talk about it. But for now, it's just, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but the the as of now, he's going to be playing um, on Sunday. But you know, I, I assume everyone will know if he's not going to. Yeah, it'll be the top headline mm-hmm. for sure, as he has been all off season. <laughs> so um. Gosh, yeah. It's almost like we're sick of it. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we were talking about like top five douches on the planet, <laughs> and he's now probably atop the list. <laughs> so, he has passed Ronnie and Mike from Jersey Shore on the list. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Mike, the situation. But I know they're douches. Yeah. <laughs> you hear Jersey Shore, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, anyway, um, so week one results, our picks, um, how they went. So Mozzie was eleven four and one. I was nine six and one. The one is we're, we're counting the tie because we're not going to predict a tie. Um, yeah. I think we forgot to mention most of our locks and upsets, but mine were both wrong. What? Because I texted I texted you afterwards. I'm like, oh yeah, my upsets Carolina. My lock is now Denver because <laughs> no way. Oh yeah. And both were wrong. Which is kind of funny. The one time I go against being a homer, not even a homer, just like a fan, I'm wrong. <laughs> How, that, it'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that. Yeah. Who was who was your lock and upset? I know we talked about some of them. Tennessee. I don't was think upset, I right? hadn't. Oh yeah, my upset was uh, Tennessee. My lock was the Jets. So I was right and wrong. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I think I don't know if it's the Jets or the Titans. I think it was the Titans. But one of them you t- you said you're going to make your upset of the week. I know you said something on one of those. Yeah. But this week we'll make sure to call specifically what those are. So, but going through the games, um, what we're gonna do now is talk about things we're gonna over or underreact to. So, if there's something we saw from a game <laughs> that you know was wild or really terrible, is it something we should 
take note on or just kind of discount a bit, say it's week one, let's see more. So let's start with the Thursday night game. Um, as far as, yeah, um, one overreaction, I'll even see an overreaction, is going to be that Marcus Valdez Scantling, like I put Marcus Valdez Scantling, five greater than signs, Geronimo Allison. Like it, <laughs> it is super duper clear who the number two is. I don't know if that's yeah. even huge, but um, yeah, it's definitely that, that because I, like I was never buying into Geronimo Allison as stepping up, and I feel like Thursday kind of confirmed that. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else from that game you wanted to over or underreact to? Overreaction: Green Bay's defense is like top ten now. Yeah, I also have that on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then also Mitch Trubisky. But yeah, you think Green? I like I. I think Green Bay's defense is good. It was something I was talking about, like all off season. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that was a pretty improved. popular thing all off season. I know you were on that train too. As far as them improving a lot, mm-hmm. I, I think it might be more their defense than Mitch. I'm gonna say. Okay. Because I mean, we saw Mitch look baller last year at some point. I don't think he really just like turned into a dumb baby boy and couldn't play <laughs> football. So no, yeah, I think. Green Bay's defense like was surprisingly good for mm-hmm. them. They were like, "Whoa, wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, and then um, the Bears' backfield was not pleasant. No. I, I I think it'll okay. This is one where I think it'll shake out to be Montgomery and Cohen. I think they'll eventually kind of phase Mike Davis out, but it's something too. Like this is one where I'm like not over or under. I'm like I need to see more. And then I'll overreact next week. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, yeah, I'm not like jumping ship yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see, Atlanta, Minnesota. Um, well, this game didn't go any way like we thought it would. No, yeah, Atlanta didn't look like they were ready to play football yet. Like they were still in preseason. Yeah, it was it was rough. My main takeaway is Dalvin Cook. Is as long as he is healthy still, like it stays healthy, like you keep playing him as just a fucking man. And yep, he's been an every week starter. <laughs> yeah, because they, I mean, okay, obviously Kirk Cousins won't throw the ball only 10 times again, I assume, but they want to run the ball a metric fuckload, so. Yep. And I'm pretty sure it's a big measurement, so. And he can also catch the ball, and we all know how Atlanta does against mm-hmm. pass catching running backs. Yeah, that's that's also here. There's still that's still a thing. Um, what else? What else do you have from this? Anything else? I mean, I, as far as I guess I'll jump in real quick again. Um, them getting outplayed, just like absurdly on both fronts, like offensive line, defensive line. What do you think of that? I don't put a ton of stake into it. Like, I think at the end of the day, Mike Zimmer got his team prepared more for the start of the regular season than Dan Quinn did. Mm-hmm. And I think the Falcons have, like, a game or two of growing pains, but they'll kind of get back into it. Yeah. So for you, it's more is for you it's more Viking defense as opposed to Atlanta line? Yes. I think the Vikings defense is very good. Yeah, because I was, I was torn on him coming in, and I was definitely – Ron to be torn on them there nuts. Um, <laughs> but next week, if Atlanta struggles against Philly, I'm gonna hit the panic button now on the on just their front. <laughs> yeah, well, it's gonna be tough because Philly does have a very scary front. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's the NFC, so you're gonna have, yeah, they're gonna have to be well, able to handle. Yeah, it. 
So like NFC they, is also ridiculous. Yeah, so like if they get dominated two weeks in a row, then I'm going to overreact. This is like a put it on the burner kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm not freaking out about the Falcons yet. I, I'm not overreacting mm-hmm. to that loss. Yep. And right. Matt Ryan, I had him in fantasy, still got me 20 points, so I was still like... Yeah, that hey, garbage hey, time worked hey. out. Right. And mm-hmm. you were right on Diggs and Thielen. Thielen was the guy. Diggs was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any anytime Diggs shows up with anything during the weekend and injury, I have to be worried. But even then, Thielen had the touchdown. That was really it. They barely passed. It, yeah, truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington, Philly. So I am going to overreact to Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to do that. You think like, he's the guy? You think he'll be a guy? I don't. I mean, why wouldn't it continue that way? I guess is my main thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washington, like I said, is not a great team, but yeah, their defense is good, though. At least their front. Yeah, their run defense is good, at least. But yeah, like their secondary is not great. They got Landon Collins. I spent all that freaking mm-hmm. money on him. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson got. Let me see. He got ten targets. Yeah. So he's still so fast. Yeah. That's that's the thing. If you when when he's getting 10 targets, that's what that's what really pushes me to want to like overreact to this. Like, okay, and it this, opens things up for Jeffrey too. Yeah. Like this big play guy is getting 10 targets. Like give me that until like it stops working for like two weeks in a row. <laughs> like I would I would keep playing that over and over. So Yeah, and they they get Atlanta this week. The mm-hmm. secondary is not exactly five-star. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Washington, are you over or underreacting to them putting up a fight? Oh, not overreacting at all. That game was like a tale of two halves. The first half, like Philly just was like asleep, and then it was just like 32 straight points for, yeah. <laughs> for Philly. Was... Yeah, so, so underreacting to uh, Washington. Yeah, they're not a great team, and they're going to continue to not be a great team. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, all right. Sorry. Like... I mean, no, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, everyone kind of predicted them to be really bad to start, like, just in general like, for this year, and then they held in with Philly for a pit, but, yeah. Yeah, someone at work was like, oh, man, why wasn't Deshaun Jackson this good for us when he was on the Redskins? And I was like, because... Because he was on the Redskins. Because <laughs> Carson Wentz is better than whoever was throwing the ball there. Yeah. <laughs> He's better than any quarterback I've seen the Redskins start in like the past since I've been watching football. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Because yeah, they got end of career McNabb, so he wasn't really. Yeah, good no, then. he wasn't really good. And I guess RG 3s rookie Campbell. season was. Yeah, rookie RG three is yeah that only close one there um anyway um <laughs> and we saw how that played out so yeah all right next we had bill's jets um what are you overreacting to from this game if anything um i think my biggest overreaction is that like a lot of people like people were saying the bills would be pretty good this year and i was sort of on board with that too like they were going to take a step up and i think they uh, their defense is definitely legit they were putting pressure on darnold a lot uh, I, th- I still think the Jets like should have won the game if they just like had a kicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, missed an extra point and then he missed a forty-five yarder. It's a big bummer. The, the Jets' defense was very good too. Um, 
I think they're like you can slot them in as a pretty good defense. They had a ton of turnovers on the Bills, which is definitely going to be their offensive like downside. Yeah, I, I mean, when Josh Allen's your quarterback, you're going to deal with some turnovers. Exactly. Just like how it is. <laughs> but um, when Josh Allen's your quarterback, you can also count on some deep bombs. So I'm going to re- overreact to uh, John Brown, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. Smoke, being back. Um, he's a good he's a good ad for the Bills. Yeah, his touchdown wasn't even on like a bomb either, but he got 10 targets. And like when John Brown, like it's the Sean Jackson thing, when a big play guy is getting 10 targets from someone who's ready to like just sling it to him, I'm on board. And we know we know John Brown's talented. Just been healthy for him his whole career. So, did you see any uh, Singletary? Yeah, Singletary. That's one where I'm overreacting to like the potential, but it's gonna be like tough to really act on it until like we see a workload there. Yeah, I mean he had but he four really carries for seventy yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, and like a long of twenty three. So he was like he was breaking off like big chunks every time. And they're getting involved in the passing game, so he got he had six targets too. So, yeah, I like Singletary. I think you could plug him in as a flex play for most weeks. Mm-hmm. That's someone like if you can still kind of buy a little low on, I would definitely do. Yeah, I just got him in Dynasty. Oh like yeah, the, you did. The biggest trade. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, I guess just for the Jets' offense, um, like Le'Veon Bell is a workhorse still. And Crowder's a target hog with Herndon out, so. Did fucking Crowder had how many receptions? Yeah, 14, 14 receptions. Apparently that was the most, re- like, that was, like, the most reception someone's had without hitting 100 yards. <laughs> yeah, he had 99, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but 17 targets, though, that's nuts. That was like a Jarvis Landry. <laughs> yeah. So, Crowder is the Jarvis Landry. Of the Jets. So, make it that what you will. Damn, the Jets and Browns are like more alike than I want to think. <laughs> you Jarvis Landry and Crowder. You got your Odell and Robbie. You got Bell and, uh, well, I don't know, Chubb or, yeah, mostly Chubb. Mm-hmm. Chubb. The stars align. Ta-ta-ta. And Baker and Darno, same draft. Mm-hmm. Both had pretty rough, rough starts to the week. Yeah, but eh, happens. So. Darnold wasn't bad. He just like he didn't win them the game at the end, which you want to see. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's uh, divisional games are tough, and like the Bills, like I said, the Bills defense isn't bad by any means. They're pretty solid. So no, they're good. It's a good defense. Ooh, I didn't look up Ed Oliver, but you can go on to the next one while mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. Well, the next one is Baltimore and Miami. So I was. I was victory lapping the whole day on Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I knew he was going to be good this year, but I like, I gave him to you because you know, I was like, it belo- he belongs with AJ. <laughs> yeah, because I offered you Matt Ryan for Lamar Jackson, and I was like, he might take this. I don't know, because I knew you wanted Lamar, but I'm like, for sure, I definitely was high on him this year, but I didn't need both, like two good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like. They're pretty even. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> so I did. But, um, yeah, I have Lamar Jackson pretty much everywhere. So I was very oh, happy yeah. to see that. So obviously it is the Dolphins, so that's part of it. But as much as like that, as much as you can say that, it was still just like an absurd performance for the Baltimore team in general. And, like, 
they're not going to score 60 points again, but they're still going to be really good. Yeah, I think the biggest like takeaway is that it was a little bit of both. It was a combination of the Ravens being pretty damn good and the Dolphins just not even yeah. fucking trying. Man. I wrote, the Ravens are for real even though the matchup is cake. And I wrote, play everyone against Miami. Yes. Play everyone against Miami. There, I mean, you saw there were like reports half like a bunch of their players like asked to be traded. Mm-hmm. Is anyone going to retire at halftime next week? <laughs> Gosh, who was that? Like the Bills player? Oh, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? But he retired at halftime because Nathan Peterman was the quarterback, pretty much. <laughs> Peterman. Oh, how can I not remember this? Uh, it'll come to me at some point. But yeah, that that game was pretty straightforward. I thought, as far as like what they take from it is, the Ravens have a really high ceiling each week, like high, way higher than anyone thought. And then Miami will help you reach your ceiling each week. Yeah, because Lamar was nine for nine at one point, and I think he had like three incompletions. Yeah, yeah, he was seventeen for twenty, three twenty four and five. So like a college or Russell Wilson stat line. Yeah. Much. And then Ingram had fourteen for one of seven and two on the ground. And like I definitely want to buy into the to Lamar being good, but I also am I have to temper my expectations. Oh yeah, that. that's that's just like a nuts <laughs> stat line. Yeah, I'm not expecting that every week by any means now. But that you know, we if, also... if you get nine straight completions, the defense is so, mm. just not even present. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing though is this: this was all done with like no rushing too, which was kind of interesting. There was no, I mean, there was no pass rush on Lamar either, so he had yeah. all day. Yeah, he didn't have to run at all, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. but, um, so I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed everything about that game, but, um, <laughs> next up we have, uh, Chiefs at Jaguars, um, so, Sammy. Chiefs, uh, were able to score some points, huh? Yeah, Sammy the Lizard King Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that until I saw someone say the Lizard King. I'm like, I completely forgot Sammy Watkins. Oh, was yeah. Like, just trippy as hell. In a cult. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my overreaction here is Sammy Watkins, like, is a legit, like, top option for fantasy right now while there's no Tyreek Hill. I, w- I think I have to agree. Like, your Patrick Mahomes is number one wide receiver. Obviously, you know, Kelsey's there, too. Like, number one wide receiver, I'm saying, so... Like that's worth a shitload. Like if you're getting if you're getting ten Mahomes targets every week, yeah, that's like getting ten on target passes deep. Yeah, that's like (laughs) that's like fifteen average quarterback targets and like twenty Case Keenum targets. So (laughs) twenty (laughs) five. How many Joe Flacco targets? (laughs) Oh man. Speaking of reactions, um, but yeah, I am overreacting to Sammy Watkins. Like in the meantime, like. The main action item for me, I mean, because you can't trade for him, really, like, fairly at this point, I don't think. And if you have him, you probably want to keep using him. But the main action item for me is, like, DFS-related. Like, he's, he got priced up, but I don't think it's enough to say, like, to be appropriate value for a Mahomes main target, so. Yeah. No, I get that. Like, he's still worth it. Mm-hmm. Because you're worth it. <laughs> yeah, was there anything else from this game that you... Really I was going to say, I'm on. not really overreacting to anything about the Jags because kind of expected them to be not as good as a lot of people thought they were going to be this year. Mm-hmm. 
think their defense is good still, but they they still can't keep up with the Chiefs. Yeah, one thing that was funny was when it went from Foles to Minshew, almost nothing changed for the offense. Yep. So that's an indictment on Foles and, you know, a boost, like a, you know, support for Minshew. But yeah, not super high on Minshew. No, yeah. He didn't look overwhelmed, which was good. Like, he looks like he was ready to, you know, pop in there. He's definitely going to be, you know, a long term NFL backup type of guy. You know, I mean, maybe he is going to be really good. Who knows? But, like, it was the Chiefs secondary. So, true. They, like, they're going to make everyone look good. So, I'm not, I'm not overreacting to his performance. I'm just overreacting to the fact that there was no drop off from Foles to him. <laughs> Yeah, and we also don't think Foles is particularly a world beater mm-hmm. unless he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but um, yeah. The, so the running back split for Kansas City, though, in general. So McCoy got ten carries, um, and a target. Williams got thirteen carries. He got six targets though, and he also got the touchdown. But mm-hmm. McCoy, as far as just running, McCoy was the way better runner on ten for eighty-one versus thirteen for twenty-six for Damian. For um, sure. Like, McCoy looked good. So, this is a pretty volatile situation. I think it's going to be, if Andy Reid decides LaShawn Michelle, McCoy is the guy, then that's that. Yeah, because right now it's more like Williams is the 1A and McCoy is the 1B. And I think that has to switch for McCoy to become relevant. Mm-hmm. But, or, like, trust trustable. Yeah, but he has, like... Trustworthy. Yeah, he has some, like, <laughs> trustable. <laughs> New, untrustables. <laughs> They're like uncrustables. That's, that was my favorite uh, Nick at Night family, like the, the trustables. <laughs> um, like Claire Trustable. <laughs> what? The Huxtables, that's what I'm... The Huxtables. That was, that was the Cosby show. I did not watch the Cosby show. I'm pretty sure that was the Cosby show. Let me see. Am I, like, having just a struggle right now? It could have been. Yeah, okay, yep, yep. Huxtable, that was that was what I'm thinking. Okay, we're Huxt- good. <laughs> yeah, Claire Huxtable. She's like, for some reason, like, rappers reference her a lot. I guess because she was, like, a pretty character on the Cosby show. Mm. Yeah, she was the wife of Cliff Huxtable, a.k.a. Bill Cosby. Ah. So. The more you know. The more you know. But yeah, anyway, that, that was my joke where I was going was the trustables and huxtable. It sounded yeah, yeah, I, I get it now. Anyway, so <laughs> I think McCoy is like someone you can start to sort of consider for like if you're in a deep league, like your flex spot or something like that. I agree. I like I like McCoy. Been high on him because if he gets the touchdown instead of David Williams, we're having this like a whole different narrative for this week. For so, sure. Yeah, that's interesting there. So um, moving on to. Tennessee at Cleveland. So, I'll let you start with this because you predicted this upset. Um, what are you, what are you overreacting to here? Um, hmm. I don't think I'm overreacting to a whole lot. I think I like. I think the Titans are being overblown, and I think the Browns are being overly shit on. <laughs> And I think they're both deserved, but they're both going to return to their their like baseline. Yeah. Tennessee won't continue to look as good. The Browns won't continue to look as bad. Right. 
Uh, Cleveland had a lot of problems, mm-hmm. which I think there are some concerns about. They had how many penalties? Like 16 or 18 penalties. Bad. I can pull it up. The offensive line did not look good. The offensive line looked bad. Their left tackle got ejected. Uh, fucking Baker looked off he was throwing some missed passes for sure and had a couple turnovers like definitely some concern there like if they're gonna get their shit together yeah the browns had 18 penalties for 182 yards yeah that's like that might be like one of the all-time worst i don't know it's pretty bad it is atrocious (laughs) that's like it's like a stat line that's like almost a passing stat line for like a low volume team like, I'm pretty sure we've seen Russell Wilson have that, like, completion yardage stat line before. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty 18, rough. 22. 18 attempts. That's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like Raiders-esque. Or like Bengals-esque for penalty yardage. Gross. But, um, yeah, I, I agree, though. I'm not overreacting to too much. Um, the Browns, the Browns' pass blocking is concerning. That's like, that's like putting on the burner. But um, one thing I will overreact to was, like, Derrick Henry, I guess. Like, any time you think the Titans are going to not get destroyed, I think you have to play Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's sort of, like, the core for their success. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's – but he's – I don't know. It's like if the team is doing well, he's also most likely doing well, too. It's like it goes back and forth because, like, as long as the – like, I said, if they're not getting destroyed, like – because if they're within a touchdown, they're going to keep running Derrick Henry. Because mm-hmm. he got 19 carries and two targets. So, like, the opportunity is super there. Like, Deion Lewis was, like, a non-factor in this one. Right. So, I don't know how that'll change if they're behind, but they they want Derrick Henry to be the centerpiece. So. About time. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Because, I mean, okay, like, if he doesn't break off that 75-yard, you know, reception like just taking the short pass to the house which i actually didn't watch that replay yet but um like if he doesn't do that he still has a good fantasy day so mm-hmm. like 19 for 84 and a touchdown on the ground still good so and then he just gets that bonus oh oh yeah he's a he's a big play machine is the thing so big play that's why we drafted him mm-hmm. yeah that big play bonus league is nice to have him so <laughs> yeah with, with the titans like i Everyone's going to poo-poo on Derrick Henry because that's the thing to do. But I'm going to eat the poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I'm on board with him. and like, I, I said, play Derrick Henry until Titans are bad again. Yes. And then I think you'll be able to tell. Like, there will be matchups where you're like, oh, I'm not starting Henry this week. Yeah. But, like, so one of the things um, going into this coming week that I'll get to is the Colts are also going into Falcons territory on the pass-catching running back thing. Which, Penny is not a huge pass catcher, but the opportunity will be there for him to like get a lot of yak. So, mm-hmm. but um, yak that yak. So um, snacks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna add like everyone just say yak every time. <laughs> um, his his teammates got that yak too. AJ Brown, man. Oh right. Yeah, he. I, I guess I'll overreact to that. The the AJ Brown Corey Davis dichotomy there. Right. So, yeah, like going into the offseason before the draft even happened, I was AJ Brown was like my favorite receiver coming into the league because he I thought he was like the next Anquan Bolden. He was like Mm -hmm. six feet tall, almost the same weight, 
very physical like receiver yards after catch monster. And then he went to Tennessee, and I was like, eh, well, yeah, his they don't, they don't throw the ball. <laughs> but yeah, he he's a better fit for Mariota than Corey Davis is. But his Forward. route running is nuts. It was just yep. beautiful to watch. Excellent route runner. Like he's like perfect at timing. Like he gets someone turned and then like splits the other way. They just lost. Like there was one where he just left a safe, like a safety in the fucking dust. It was wonderful. <laughs> but um. So yeah, I'm down to overreact to AJ Brown. Yeah, he's I'm good. Happy. I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, our next game we had Rams at Carolina. So my main thing from this is. McCaffrey is the RB one, and it's not really that close for now. Yep. Because, like, yep. just the amount of volume, and then they like, rushing and pass catching. Like, they're going to, like, he's going to be the top target. Like, <laughs> for everything. He's, yeah. like, their number one receiver and running back. He does it all. Yeah. And he looked so fucking good running. Oh, my God. He was a tough runner. Just mm-hmm. taking people with him, getting so many extra yards just from his effort. Yeah. So he got 19 carries for 128 and 2, and then 11 targets for 10 receptions and 81 yards. Like, Ugh. it's absurd. And he he is, he is like, buff as fuck now, too. <laughs> like, yeah, he's basically he's a bodybuilder now, too, I guess. Ripped, yeah. So, and, I mean, I think, I mean, okay, I obviously Zeke will get more work as he goes forward, you know, because he just came back, and Barkley will have his blow picks too. But, like, CMC is, like, going to probably remain the most consistent. Well, yeah, and now he's in the lead by a good margin. So he'll be able to maintain for a while, and I don't think he's going to have any bad weeks unless he's not playing. Yeah, like, there's... And, like, the Rams aren't, like, a pushover defense either. Absolutely not. So, like, I'm not saying it's going to get you 30 fantasy points every week, but, like, 200 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Like, that's that will happen more than once, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's absurd. And the floor you get, even in half PPR, especially full PPR from his catches, that's, yeah. Anyone who picked CMC as their RB1 overall was, was right and will probably be right for the whole year. I, like, thought about it heavily in a <laughs> lot of leagues, but, oh, well. He was captain a lot of them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in our one like where we took Zeke over him, I'm like, hmm. But yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, but we get the carries. I mean, like that is, yeah, that is. the point two five point per carry and the half PPR for running back changes it a lot too. But um, and big play bonus. There's mm-hmm. just yeah, a lot of factors. But yeah, for for now season lock stuff and for DFS, McCaffrey's the pay up guy. That's yeah, that's my big takeaway from this game. Pay up. Um, what what else did you get from this game? I know your guy Curtis wasn't wasn't a factor here. How are you? No, he wasn't super important. But the I don't know the Panthers were just like a weird team to watch that day. And <laughs> their they highlights are they like they got excellent field position from a punt like a blocked punt and like stuff like that. Like their special teams played really well and mm-hmm. got them back in the game. Offensively, like it was all McCaffrey. Yeah. Because I don't think DJ Moore had a good game either. He was okay. I think he had he had seven for seventy six on ten targets. So. Oh, that's not bad. But yeah, the yes. big problem for Curtis Samuel was Greg Olson's presence. Yeah, there will be weeks like it's better for him. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be Olson and Samuel trading off like tar- like high target weeks. This is like Greg got nine targets this week. Then Samuel had four. 
Right. Interesting. It's weird to like think about Greg Olson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to think about Greg Olson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, like my my note was not enough room for Curtis, and that's kind of tied to like Greg Olson, and then. Also, okay, one part of this was any like anyone who like watched it saw this was obvious, but like Cam's not used to his new throwing motion yet for the game speed. His his velocity's back; he could chuck it again now, but he doesn't have his accuracy back yet. For well, let me say back yet, he doesn't have his accuracy on his new throwing motion yet. So if that gets better and like fixes itself, then that'll help Samuel a lot too. For sure. You could see Cam miss a couple throws. Yeah, he there were a couple he sailed pretty badly. Both both at Greg actually. But yeah, it was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah, there was one to Greg where I was just like, dude. But especially until that gets better, McCaffrey's just gonna get the ball a metric fuckload again. So oh, fuck my favorite metric unit of measurement. Um <laughs> and then I guess one thing, are you over or underreacting to Gurley's lack of uh goal line usage well the brown one that like i think they wanted to give it to brown because he took it all the way there and then got stopped at like the one and they're like all right well you can now just run it in Hmm. to get your points so i'm not like overreacting to that it's just Gurley looked great yeah he looked fine in the plays he was in on i just they just didn't use him that much yeah because he didn't play it all to like the third yeah because malcolm brown yeah he, he got the five yard and the one yard like he got both the goal line ones so yeah it's a matter of, like because daryl henderson is not a thing yet that's obviously something we've learned as well um i remember you were not high on him going into the draft yeah i, I was huge not on particularly him in huge on him either so i'm definitely like held back a little bit mm-hmm. and i just wanted to see because they kept malcolm brown for a reason too but yeah, the fact that they, because Brown got he got eleven carries. Brown. Yeah, and Gurley had fourteen, in the target. So like, it's not a huge difference there. That's like that's where I'm concerned. Is like, is Gurley gonna get much goal line work if they're trying to preserve him? Hmm. And that's what it's a spot where I'm like. I think the problem is that it's not really predictable. It depends on if he's already in or not. Yeah, and like he could get one from thirty yards out too. Like this, like this could have easily been like one of the like worst case scenarios for him too. Like that's that's why I'm not overreacting yet. Is Mc, McVeigh is like a fucking liar? So <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, he doesn't want to reveal mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, like if you're willing to like if you're a risky player and like want to trade for Gurley after people got bummed from this, like that's an interesting tactic as far as like okay, this guy got 15 touches in his McVeigh offense. If one of those touchdowns is his, it's a different story. Yep. So, but so yeah, I was not disappointed with what I saw out of Gurley. I yeah. just wish I'd seen him more. Yeah, I was just really disappointed about like Malcolm Brown getting like all the like pretty much inside the twenty usage. Yep. That yet's yeah, I'm sort of overreacting to that. It's just like I don't have Gurley anywhere. I don't think so. I'm like I don't have to do anything about it. But like for me, DFS, I'm not feeling like I want to play Gurley if I think. Especially like on like Fanduel where you need the touchdowns. Like, if I think Gurley's not going to get any touchdowns or as many, I'm going to not go there. Yeah. So moving on to our next game, we had um, San Fran at Tampa. Um, 
and I guess kind of quick intermission on like why we're doing this. Week one is always like a shit show. So like I I found it super useful for me to like go through and think about like what might be real and what's a mirage and that's kind of like what you have to decide like with the waivers like they already ran obviously but you had to decide that then going into this coming week you have to decide okay like for any trades what i think is real what's not for you know dfs for your own lineup for your own teams anything you have to be like is this for real or is this just because of x you know factor in this game so and we'll, we'll know a lot more after this week too like we'll get a lot more context after week two but for sure. These first couple weeks, you have to like be really careful about like what you are and aren't overreacting to. Yeah, it's like the first three weeks or so, like everyone's still shaking all the rust off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you have like four weeks down, you know a lot more for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, San Fran Tampa. This game was gross. This game was very gross, mostly because of Jameis. Mm-hmm. Jameis was pretty gross. Yeah, honestly, like Jimmy G wasn't too hot either. I mean, okay, I know they had some bum luck on touchdowns getting called back. I don't remember the exact, like, I wasn't watching this one. Um, I've only seen, like, a couple tidbits from it, too. But um, I think there were some touchdowns called back. But didn't Kittle have one called back, I'm pretty sure? He did. Yeah. He had two called back. Oh, he did? Okay, that's what I thought I'd heard. But, yeah, so that's a big bummer. Otherwise, it's, you know, a completely different day. But, um, yeah, Winston was awful. Um <laughs> The game was garbage in general. Like, it said to be a, like I was saying, it's going to be a shit show one way or the other, and it ended up being right on the over under, but only because of three defensive touchdowns. So, oh. yeah, fucking Sherman had a pick six, right? I believe so. Let me check. Hargraves had one, then Richard Sherman had one, then Witherspoon had one. So, yep, <laughs> pretty neat stuff there. <laughs> Good God. But, um, I saw something that was like, I know uh, Bruce Arians is the quarterback whisperer, but I think he needs a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure it was somewhere on Reddit. But yeah. good so, God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was rough. Yeah, I guess he's just trying to come back and help like his coach buddies. I don't know. Like he's got, I, do, you, do you think so? Both of these quarterbacks on both sides, I think like have some bench risk at some point this year. Yeah, what was up with Jimmy G? I don't know. Like, is he just, like, not that good? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, who knows? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think Winston's definitely at Gabbert Ventress, because Arians actually kind of likes Gabbert. And then, like, if Jimmy G, like, if it's, like, week six and he's still not looking good, like, they got to win this week. But, like, if they lose to the Bengals, like, if Jimmy G looks bad, then, like, the Mullins rumblings will start. <laughs> Because Bengals, Step Steelers, in. Browns, Rams. Like, if they only win one of their next four, it's going to be really rough. Yeah, and I think they could definitely lose to Cincy. Yeah. Like, they could easily lose any of, you know, the AFC North games. Because they get three AFC North games in a row, and then the Rams. Oof. So, not like a fun, like, <laughs> not a fun, like, trip of games there. Because, like... They're gonna get beat the fuck up, just like not like like beat like score wise, just like they're just gonna get like hurt, <laughs> <laughs> pummeled. Yeah, and so they also have the week four bye week. Oh, that's right, I forgot they have that in there. That's that's such an early bye week. That's so dumb. Yeah, I really hate it. I think the Jets might have it too. Yeah, like I feel like like pretty much like midway is probably the best time to have it. I don't know. Well, yeah, like an early bye week doesn't do you a whole lot of good. No, it needs it to be at least after, like, week six. 
Yeah. Like, week five, either, but, like, week four, you've played three games. What the fuck? Yeah, come on. So dumb, but... Anyway, so, this game, yeah, Kittle got boned, I have that down. Just it, Winston just did not look good. I had what-the-fuck Mike Evans on here. Like, I said I didn't watch that. I, I, I assume it was a combination of Winston and Sherman on this. Um... Yeah, I mean, did Mike Evans have a catch? He had he had five targets, two catches, twenty eight yards. Like I was I was kind of on him this week, but it just didn't come together. Like I didn't have much desire to watch any replays from this game either, yeah. honestly. But um, yeah, I'll have to go back and look if it was like a Jameis thing, a Sherman thing, or both. Because I thought Mike Evans hadn't had issues with Richard Sherman previously, but I could be way off. I don't think so. I think it was Jameis. Probably. <laughs> At this rate, but... 20 completions for 36 attempts. Ugh, but, it just was not clicking with anyone. Yeah, yeah. Rojo looked solid, though. Yeah, well, yeah, so one thing that I am overreacting to, I should, we were kind of going to know this week one anyway, but it's definitely Rojo over Parber now. Like, that's that was pretty obvious, carry-wise. And Rojo, he fixed... He has definitely fixed some of his issues. Like, he had a couple plays where, like, he... Definitely looked like he was reading everything better as far as like diagnosing, you know, the holes, the run scheme, everything. So he looked like it's a better running back as opposed to just like an athlete. So yeah, for sure, that was promising. That's good to see. But we we can also take in the fact that if the Bucks can go overall as a team, twenty six rushes, one hundred twenty one yards, four point seven yards per carry, that they're probably a really bad run defense. Sanford is so. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Also, something worth noting there. Um, Detroit and Arizona. Uh, I put out a poll. It was, um, is Matt Patricia a bottom three head coach in the NFL? And <laughs> the results were um, overwhelmingly in favor of, yes, he is a bottom three really? coach in the NFL. It was um, 77% yes. Wow. I was, on, I was on 204 votes, so. Wow. Good God. Yeah. I mean, dude, good fucking. Ah, it was so frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. Detroit had such a big lead. And, like, the Cardinals' offense was just putrid for three quarters. Yeah, it, it was rough. My, yeah, it was really bad. And then eventually, like, David Johnson, they started going back to like that and then the Cardinals line bought them some time and then David Johnson started just like popping off so and they started throwing down field like yeah. they opened up the playbook a bit which I, I was glad to see because yeah. there was all this hype about this air raid offense and then they were just running it on the ground a lot it's like what the hell am I watching mm-hmm. yeah Fitz had, Fitz had a great game David Johnson had a really good game um, Keyshawn Johnson and Christian Kirk so Christian Kirk got 12 targets, but it didn't materialize. Yeah. Keyshawn Johnson got 10 targets and got five catches, four sixty yards off of it. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see, like, who materializes as, like, the top options here. But Yeah, as you see more completions go up, you'll see less targets go mm-hmm. around because they have to just chuck it so many times because they weren't completing any kind of passes. Yeah, they ran a lot of plays, though. That was, like, the biggest thing was, you know, the pace. Um, they ran uh, eight... 82 plays. The Lions ran 80, but it's funny because, like, the Lions had the ball for, like, 10 more minutes. Yep. So the Cardinals' pace is nuts. That's kind of, it's like their thing. We kind of knew that coming in. 
And Kyler looked fine though. Yeah, at yeah. The end. Yeah, it took him a bit to get going, but once like he got some, once he had like any time, he looked really good. Yep. But um, yeah, the um, the Cardinals they ran. <laughs> that was funny. They ran more four wide sets this week than the whole rest of the league combined. Ah. It's hilarious. But um. Damn. Yeah. So I have Matty P is adult. Um, Kyler's really good with time. Um, I know there's one thing from this game that you love that I'll let you I'll let you take that one away. Stafford or Hawk? I, both, I guess. I was more meaning Hawk because he was one okay. of my overreactions. Well, yeah. So I, real quick, I did say Stafford was one of the best streaming options at quarterback, and he did pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, which I was happy to see. But Hawkinson blew up. Like, oh my god! First yeah. game, he looked good. He looked so good in every facet of the game too. Like just in every, he's he just good blocker, good, totally. good route runner, good catcher. Like mm-hmm. he's looking like everything they're hoping he would be. Uh, what were his official stats? He got me like twenty something points. Yeah, he got nine targets, uh, six catches, one thirty-one and one. Yeah, one thirty-one on six receptions. Mm-hmm. It was a monster, and rookies never do that. Rookie tight ends like. Yeah, no, yeah, it was nuts. Um, what do you think about what do you think about Dammy Amendola? <laughs> I think Amendola will be more of a fantasy viable option than Marvin Jones. I think I agree, as much as I hate it. Yep, At Danny Amendola had thirteen freaking targets. Yeah, and that's that might just be a Matt Patricia thing. Exactly. He's trying, obviously trying to recreate the Patriots because mm-hmm. he's got his Gronk now in Hawkinson and yeah. now he's got his Edelman with Amendola. <laughs> Gronkinson. <laughs> Can we call him Gronkinson? Gronkinson. <laughs> Gronkinson. <laughs> Gronkinson's. Lawyer go. Hawkowski. <laughs> yeah, Gr- Gronkinson, that sounds like, you know, like a lawyer firm. Hawk and Gronk. Hawk and Gronk. <laughs> Hawk and Gronk. That sounds like it could be like a lot of things. <laughs> like it could be a sex thing. It could be. Maybe Sean the Honk and Gronk. <laughs> sounds like Shrek trying to like get someone in bed. <laughs> but um anyway, so yeah, Golly had a good day. Um he was like really close to second touchdown. It was like I thought he had another touchdown and I was gonna be so happy and then he didn't. But he so Galladay is definitely one of their like red zone looks for sure, but yeah, the, the offense like the pass offense looked good until they you know, stopped passing. Until so they stopped passing. Mm-hmm. CJ Anderson getting eleven carries is a problem. But it, why the fuck was CJ Anderson? They're just like, we'll just run it out with CJ Anderson so we don't hurt carry on at the end of the game. But the game wasn't over. And you got a tie out of it. You should be ashamed. Of okay, wait. Can we, can we talk about Cliff Kings, Kingsbury's punt at the end? No, nah, what? I didn't see it. What? They let me let me pull up the play by play. But so you know that thing I said in the group me about like the coward index, or whatever it was, about like the most cowardly punts kind of thing. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just a really funny Twitter account. But anyway, basically, it was like it was the most cowardly punt since they've done that metric, pretty much. Like they're like top five or something. Let me pull it up. So they punted. Um, They're at Detroit, the Detroit forty-six, with a minute ten left in overtime, the tie game, and they punted it. Wow! It was fourth and seven, but like that was such a pussy punt. 
<laughs> just like to every level, but yeah, because you only can punt it so many yards before you end up kicking it in the end zone. Yeah, they got yeah they got they got to pin it to five, but yeah. My, anyway, my main takeaway is like I said, well, Hawkinson's ready, and then David Johnson. This was like a almost this was like almost a worst case scenario for him to start, and then he got it all in the last like twenty minutes of game time, pretty much. Right. So, I he's back. I'm gonna say that. I'm sweet on that. So we were hoping he would be this year. Mm-hmm. Our next game, uh, Cincinnati at Seattle. So I ran another poll on this one. Um, it was the Bengals Seahawks game ended much closer than we all expected. Do you think the Bengals offense is better than we thought or the Seahawks defense is worse than we thought? And it was 54, 46, uh, 54 for the Bengals. O being better and 46 for Seattle D being worse. So, that's about yeah. how I feel. I, I feel pretty torn on it. Like I think it's some of both. So I was hyping up the Bengals' offense all off season, thinking they were going to be pretty good. Then they lost AJ Green, and a lot of their linemen that they drafted got hurt too. And I was kind of like, "Well, I'm not as high, but I still think they'll be solid." And then Seattle happened, and he had like one of his best games. He had like 400 yards. Yeah, it was like Andy Dalton's top yardage game in his career. And there's no right. agreeing. I'm like, what? Exactly. Uh, John Ross was a big part of that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that this is one I was so torn on was the John Ross thing in general. I had Ross dot 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 question mark. Um, until AJ Green's back, I think you kind of have to overreact some. It's yeah. In the sense of I... like, in the sense of that Zach Taylor made it a point to use him thoroughly. He made it. He made it like a point to get him. Like he got twelve targets. He got more right. targets than Boyd. Boyd had eleven. So, like, yeah. And I think there will be weeks where it is more of a Boyd week or a Ross week, and you kind of have mm-hmm. to figure it out. And of course, Ross has injury problems constantly. Mm-hmm. But like the talent is there. It's absurd. He looked. He looked really good. So, like, I'm sh- I'm choosing to overreact to this just because we have a coach who doesn't hate him. Um an offense that at least it to a good degree is working. Like Andy Dalton's still Andy Dalton. Like if he he can be like an okay extension of the coach, pretty much. Like we saw him with with Gruden be okay, like Jay Gruden. Mm-hmm. And then you know he's still gonna have his Andy Dalton moments. But yeah, but never really hated Andy Dalton, man. I've never been super down on him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're putting some stuff together. I like their offense this week. <laughs> yeah, I said it looked. It, it looked good. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what what they just they looked a lot better than I thought they would. And we have to that, consider starting him over Stafford, I think. Yeah, which is fucking it. wild to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd. Yeah, it's weird. I never anyway. thought I'd say that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm overreacting to John Ross at least, especially while AJ Green's gone. Like, and that's a few more weeks. So I think that's a reasonable time period to be like i'm gonna overreact to this because yeah as long as he's healthy and they want to get in the ball like like he may have some down weeks just because of the nature of his play but he good apparently he's worth it so yeah i'm gonna overreact on ross for now because the talent is there like he was a top 10 draft pick right so and he is uh, really fast, yeah so or like right around there mm-hmm. but um yeah, so are you what about you with Ross? Are you yes, no? I mean, I tried to get him 
in as many leagues yeah. as I could. <laughs> We so were hyping yes. him up in the off season too, so this is like for us almost like expected. Yeah, like not this much at least, but we expected to have a role. Like we talked about him as like being the Brandon Cooks for a you know Rams derivative offense. Yeah, um, exactly. Seattle side, or I said, is there anything else from the Bengals side, or did you want to go on to the Seattle side? Did you have anything from? Um, either? Seattle still got the win. They still know how to win it, you know, mm-hmm. like even though the Bengals really put up a fight. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to overreact on Seattle. Like they're good like we thought they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're, they're not much different than me kind of expected. Um, I, I mean, every Rashad Penny truther kind of died yesterday or on Sunday. I mean, because Carson's a workhorse now. Yeah, Carson's the is the workhorse. He's a bell cow. Lock that in. Like they talked about wanting to pass him the ball more. They did. And then... Um, DK looked really good. I was happy to see that. Yeah, no, They're that, using is, him that properly. is what I mentioned. I like DK. Yeah, like they, he and Lockett, I think I said like they both got like large chunk plays, which Beak. is how the offense is built, run and chunk plays. So Run and chunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you're like, you know, you go to bed, you get the spins, you got to run and chunk. You gotta run and chunk. First, you gotta gronk and hawk. You gotta run and <laughs> give chunk. her the old gronk and hawk, and then once you're done, you gotta run. And chunk. <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, DK looked good. I, I had him as like a risk play, and he looked like a fucking man. So he's he's a big, man. He's a big strong guy. Um, man. See, we had Indy and the Chargers. Um, both took the Chargers. Yeah, the Colts are a lot better than we expected. I'm I'm willing to overreact to that as far as like. Well, they have a good team. They just don't have Andrew Luck. Yeah, or apparently a kicker after last week, man, Vinatieri. He's old. Maybe he old. was just like hangry. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't have his New Balance cleats. <laughs> so he didn't take his prune juice in the morning. <laughs> Where's my men's forty plus Vita pack? <laughs> Like I think Venetary will be fine. Mm-hmm. I think he'll. He's not like a in your head. Like here's the thing: if he's gonna have a problem, it's not gonna be because he has like a head thing. Like oh, I missed a kick and now I suck. It's gonna be like uh, it's time to retire. Yeah, his body finally tells him now. My body, <laughs> my body's telling me now. <laughs> but there's not really much from this game I'm overreacting to because. I think we both thought this game would be closer than, like, you know, the general consensus was. Because we were kind of waiting to see on the Colts' offense. But they they worked out. I said there wasn't much for this game to, like, overreact to, I guess. No, yeah. Uh, Hunter Henry, like, wasn't as great as I would have liked. We talked about, like, Mike Williams potentially getting more of those targets. And I don't know. Like, the Colts' offense looked fine. They looked like Brissett was comfortable. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're both Eckler solid. had a huge day also. Eckler did have a huge day. Uh, I think it's likely, again, that it's him this coming week too. Yeah. I, so with that, so I guess my takeaway from that is like it's twofold. So one, I mentioned like the Colts are pro- like are kind of in Atlanta territory as far as like pass catching running backs. Like it was kind of that way last year. Like, especially the second half of the year, I believe. I like I can check that, but they they like run like a similar like defensive scheme that like Dan Quinn has for Atlanta. So like it just naturally allows a lot of points to the pass catching running backs. So, and Eckler 
is that like to a T. So that's part of it as well. Um, yeah, I don't think Eckler will be as good this week against Detroit. Like as good fantasy wise, he had like thirty points. I think he'll okay. you can temper that oh, down. I have I have some breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Chargers tight end Hunter Henry suffered a tibia plateau fracture to his left knee during Sunday's game versus Indy. Really? So. No. No, it's not like a timetable put on it, but I assume that means he's not playing this week. Yeah. I'm going to guess that much. I might guess that with a 95% confidence rating. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Damn. Dude, poor guy. Hunter. Yeah, so... I'm to do some lineup changes. <laughs> yeah, so I guess Mike Williams' targets are safe when he comes back. But, so, is in, is Don Shell Inman about to be relevant? <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, I guess just Keaton Allen's getting literally fucking everything in Eckler now, huh? Great. The offense is just those two this week, but that's a big bummer. Oh. Yeah, we lose him in our uh, van- in our uh, dynasty league. Oh, do we have him there? Yeah. Oh fuck. Now we get Herndon back soon. Yeah. Gosh, but... we, we need more IR room, dude. Shit. <laughs> I know. Can we trade lock? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause someone could take him and stash him. Like, I would. T- well, yeah, I mean, a... we could. Eventually, we'll be able to put like. Well, I guess Coleman will be back. Yeah, it's a big bummer on us, huh? But um, yeah, I was trying to trade. Uh, let's try to fucking trade Mr. Uh, Drew Locke soon. Um, maybe the Flacco owner, because that was not a good start. But anyway, yeah. So uh, on the Colts side as well, Marlon Mack had a good day, and the Colts' offensive line is still insane. So that's, I guess, oh. overreaction. Not, I I'll just say like confirmed is the offensive line is still one of the best in the league so quentin nelson was pancaking oh gosh i love watching (laughs) that dude i love watching pancakes making pancakes making bacon pancakes (laughs) take some bacon then i'll put it in a pancake and bacon's the name of whichever you know defensive player is unfortunate enough to be in his (laughs) exactly Um, (coughs) you going in my pancake baby yep so next up we had um giants at dallas um kind of about what we expected yeah dallas is a better team and mm-hmm. win the game yeah um we the combination of offense and defense <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i know I'd, i listed zeke as a banger we I, after we'd recorded more info came out like later in the week about like like really more stuff on like the workload that kind of like kind of confirmed or really pushed that he wasn't going to be like a full workload week one so I definitely temper my expectations on him. Hopefully, like everyone saw all that stuff. But um, I expect him to get back to the bell cow like this week probably. <coughs> but um, one thing I do want to note is Amari Cooper is elite wide receiver one like territory about almost. But people aren't going to value him as that yet because he's Amari Cooper. Like yep. he's just below that like top tier. I think. Yeah, like your Devonte DeAndre. And even, yeah, I mean, I think you can do that. You can pencil him in for there. When he joined the Cowboys last year, he had, like, seven straight games of unbelievable. Yeah, like, he's he's now in that, like, you know, I guess Keenan Allen tier that, like, you know, just below super studs. Mm-hmm. 
And honestly, like, he may work his way in there because, like, I don't see any reason why he's not going to just keep this up. I don't either. Like, Like, yeah, I think think he is pretty much stud territory. Yeah, I guess that's that's my main overreaction. Um, That, and we kind of predicted it, but Ingram and Barkley are the Giants, and it's going to be that way. Yep, that's exactly what we said, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Then Dak looked good. Gallup looked good. Like the Cowboys' offense under Kellen Moore was really good. That's, Gallup I guess that's did the main take takeaway. a huge step forward. That mm-hmm. was great to see. Yeah, it was. I mean, this game was was pretty, you know, simple. Not many surprises here. Um, so I guess we could, unless there's anything you have, we can move on to Steelers Pats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll let you start here. What did you? What do you want to over underreact to from Steelers Pats? Um. Well. The Patriots look like they're in postseason mode now. Is like <laughs> maybe they'll go in reverse. Maybe please? they'll go in reverse. They'll end up looking like preseason Patriots. Just please, yeah. Good God, they looked really good. And Pittsburgh was clearly not ready for this matchup. I assume if they play again, it's a lot closer. But good God, that was utterly horrible. <laughs> like yeah, three was... to thirty something, right? Three to thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm having like a. I'm putting this like kind of on the burner as far as like next week I will decide if I overreact or not. <laughs> I guess. Right. It, no, it, it, I mean, Pittsburgh looked like they were in preseason. Yeah. And I'm, Patriots looked like they were in postseason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not at like DEFCON 1, but I'm at like. I'm at like they need to find a number two option in the offense after Juju. And there was things in the receiving game. Yeah, and Stefan Gilmore was all over Juju. Yeah, yeah. Tough. The Pats, the Pats defense, like that, also might be a big part of it. Is like I think we can overreact and say the Pats defense is like a, one of the top units. Oh yeah, because they looked really good. They look great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Moncrief is bad. Moncrief is bad. Why are so many people saying he's the WR two? Yeah. Have you seen him play? Yeah, he he got more targets than Juju. Wow. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, listen, I know it was covered, but like Tomlin's got to like fix that and do something to either get Moncrief off the field, to work like come up with ways to get Juju the ball. Like, I don't know, but I think it'll be a lot different this week against Seattle. Yeah, I I have written down like if Wash like if Washington doesn't step up, like look for them to trade for someone. Honestly, like. Because if you're Ben Roethlisberger, like, how can you keep throwing to Moncrief now that he dropped like three or four balls in Week One? Yeah, I'm sure he absolutely hates him. So, like, th- this could be a week where James Washington does step up, just because Seattle, you know, got wrecked by John Ross. But yeah. I, w- I hope so. I definitely <laughs> think it's a big juju step up week. Yeah. Um, and Vance McDonald too. Yeah, I mean, they just weren't week. throw. They were not successful in any front. They could so get nothing thought. going. Yeah. It was rough. Like, I don't think that's going to... They'll bounce back some, so I'm not, like, fully overreacting to that. But, yeah. Did you have anything else on... Uh, I guess anything on the Patriots, we kind of talked about our Steelers' woes. No, they did just trade Demarius Thomas. Mm-hmm. To your Jets. Which yeah. Which made sense with the Anunwa thing. Yep. But, um... They don't think they got any worse. <laughs> yeah, but um, one, one interesting thing, I guess two interesting things, like little notes from the Patriots is Sony still got seventy. Or sorry, Sony got fifteen carries. It just like never worked when he got the ball. You're right. 
than that. Um, I think Brady's going to be fantasy viable like a lot more this year than last year. I mean, that offense looks like it's ready to pass, doesn't it? Yeah. So, and like once, assuming Antonio Brown like plays, that's another weapon. It's just going to be dumb. So, but um, uh. yeah. Oh. But anyway, next game. Um, this was this was the best game of the week. Texans Saints. Yeah, and can you also real quick? Can you imagine like the Patriots just traded Demarius Thomas, even with the Brown allegations? They clearly aren't very worried. Yeah, I, I imagine they weren't totally unaware of any of the Brown allegations. Yeah, I said I don't know. Like there was it was a quick enough sequence that you're like they probably knew something. Sneaky Patriots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's gonna be something to watch play out for sure. But yeah, the, the New Orleans uh, Texas game that was a great game. Like, yeah, I'm sad I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, it, it was good. I, there wasn't really much to overreact to, just because it kind of it was a good game. It was you know 28-30, like kind of what you was expected. Watson was good, Breeze was good, Hopkins was good, Kamara was good. You know, yeah. Um, the one thing, it, I was surprised that Fuller didn't do as much. That was my only thing. That was, like, a kind of concern I had. I wasn't really sure, like, why. Because I watched, I watched most of the game, too. So it was kind of odd. Like, it, everything else was working is the thing. So, like, could be part of it. Maybe they were just purposely trying to limit Fuller. But, I mean, because, like, Hopkins was working. Like, running backs were working. Kenny Stills. Like, everything else was going fine. So, Everything looked good. Yeah. <coughs> New but, Orleans um, barely gets the W. Yeah, that... Of a really long kick. Yeah, dude. Well, Lutz. People are... Apparently people were saying D's Lutz. Did you see what he said to uh, McAfee? No. He was like, well, my name only has one L in it because I gave the other L to the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, gosh. That's funny shit. Not when I was, I saw Jonathan Abrams or whatever, like, he put a tweet or something about, like, the game last night, and, like, <laughs> like this, the, I said the Broncos really put the L in Salmon. <laughs> ha. But, um. Wrecked. Yeah. Um, one thing I did see, like, watching the game was Duke Johnson was really close to a touchdown, like, one or two times. There was one that was especially close, the second time that was pretty close. So he was, like, not far from a super good day. Um, See, uh, Latavius Murray does have standalone value on given weeks, and then Ted Ginn's definitely the number two receiver, not Traquan at least right now. That's that's I guess like the most that one might be the most actionable overreaction is like and it's Ted Ginn after Michael Thomas and not Traquan. Like I know we all love Traquan's potential, but mm-hmm. Ted Ginn was uh, the one getting the targets there. Yeah, I mean Ted Ginn is still good. Yeah, oh yeah, he definitely is. So I mean he help them win the game at the end there so but yeah then last game Denver at Oakland um I was pleasantly surprised by Oakland's performance here so yeah it's shocking to me actually (laughs) (laughs) how bad Denver played yeah we we both at least from this one game looks like we overestimated Denver because we thought they'd be an eight and eight team about yeah for sure I, I thought Oakland was gonna just get thrashed but they did not I was is that I was okay with my pick being wrong. No, I'm glad we have Locke because he might get put in. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know when he's going to be healthy because I know he's hurt right now. Right. But 
But yeah, the Broncos don't look as good as I was hoping. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, okay, oh yeah, Drew Locke's on injured reserve right now. He'll be eligible to turn week nine, so we've got a bit. But yeah, but is it the worse? The worse we see Joe Flacco play, the more value Drew Locke gets. So, yup. But so keep sucking. Yeah. Um, did you have anything major from this game that stuck out to you? As you know, Oakland still won games without AB. It's yeah. got to feel good. The team's got to feel good. Yeah, I, I'm going to say my overreaction is going to be Tyrell Williams. Um, there, like, there is, you know, not much faith in the Raiders' offense. You know, Tyrell's number one, like beating, you know, the Broncos' coverage, and he he did it like really well. He like he looked really good, and like the card to Williams' connection was was solid against you know what we thought would be a good secondary. So. Like, yeah, I think. I mean, I don't think Carr. I feel like he gets such a bad rap. He was like good, and then he got hurt, and mm-hmm. then the team sucked. So like, it's not really all his fault. Yeah. Um, Stream option this week. Yeah, they get um. Who do they get this week? Kansas City. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a fun game if anything. But yeah, Williams got uh, seven targets, six catches, one hundred five, and a touchdown. Um. Darren Waller, I'm going to underreact to, actually. He looked good. He will get targets, everything. But it is the Broncos. They're, like, notoriously awful against tight ends. Especially, like, that kind of tight end. So. Yep. Like, the super athletic ones, yeah. So, like, Waller's Hold your expectations for him, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to underreact to that and say, like, that was, you know. Because, I mean, like, everyone was super hyped. Like, oh, he had an amazing game, but, like, 7 for 70. Like, okay, like, if he gets a touchdown, it's an absurd game. But, you know, if he doesn't get to like, you know, if it's, if it's five for 50, we're like, okay, cool, Darren Waller. But, you know, so I'm going to kind of hold back a little bit on that. But like I said, he's, st- he's still someone, you know, who can be a usable tight end a lot of times. I just don't think we should expect it to, like, continue trending a ton upwards yet. As much as that yeah, it's tough. He's a rookie. You know? Yeah. Or yeah. Not, not a rookie, but he's barely played, more or less. Oh, yeah. Foster Moreau's the rookie. Yeah. Yeah, because Waller's hardly played there. He's had, like, you know, all the substance abuse stuff going on. Like, so he's barely gotten any, like, play time in, really. But, um, yeah, and then also Josh Jacobs is a workhorse. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Gotta be happy with that pick. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then Flacco was super average looking. <laughs> Whole, all of Denver looked super average. He was, yeah. yeah. Because I was like, how much of that was also on the wide receivers? I had to think too. Like they don't have any world beaters, really. No, I was hoping Sutton would take a step up, but he looks really good. He he got tackled at like the one yard line too, so he was like a yeah. smidgen away from an awesome day too. So Sutton Sutton looked really good. I think I'll actually like throw that out there because just Sanders like sniped that touchdown from him. So if that. You know, if he has seven for one twenty and a touchdown, we're like, oh my gosh, Corlin Sutton. Yeah. But, exactly. Yeah, he looked good. I, I'd I'd heard that he'd like kind of, I don't say learn how to catch, but he learned how to more consistently not drop the ball. So. <laughs> yeah, but. Thank God. Anyway, kind of a lengthy review of the last week games, but I don't know, week one I love going through like what happened, like because it's super important to. You know, take notes on. <laughs> oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's overreaction week. Exactly. 